could have been born at any time in history, and the Most High Yahuwah chose for us to be here and now, a time when knowledge has increased and many go to and fro. We find ourselves in the time of the end according to the book of Daniel and as we have seen, comes with both blessings and spiritual trials like no other. The book of Revelation, the field manual to the end times, tells us what to expect and how to prepare but was obscured from the generations with parables and hidden understandings just waiting for these last days to be unsealed. While we may also not get everything right, we will be leaning on the spirit of truth of the Most High, Yahuwah Sebaot, in the name of Yahusha HaMashiach, to reveal to us the proper understanding. For who knows if you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Shabbat Shalom and welcome back, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Parable of the Vineyard YouTube live stream of our Revelation line-by-line -line series. We are at part 30, and we're in the second to last chapter of Revelation, chapter 21, which really is all about New Yerushalayim, better known as New Jerusalem. And, uh, you know, aside from the 144,000, I think this is one of the most interesting topics to talk about, um, to study. Uh, certainly there's more important topics to talk about, like our walk, our faith, belief, um, walking in the commandments, but as far as interesting topics and things to look forward to, man, I don't know if it gets much better than New Jerusalem because I don't know if we think about it often enough. But this is this is the reward when Yusha says that uh, you know in my Father's house are many mansions, and I go to prepare a place for you, and um, you know I come quickly, and my reward is with me. This is his reward, New Jerusalem. And you can see here, oh, let's side. You can see here, like, you know, I don't know if that's what it's going to look like. Some people say it's going to be a cube. Some people say a pyramid. Some people say a dome. Yes, I'm good with all of those. I have no idea because uh, it does, as we'll see today, it says it's as long as it is wide as it is tall. And all three of those shapes could um, meet those requirements. So uh, I'm just excited to see it when it comes. I'm, I pray that I'm worthy to enter those gates. Um, as Isaiah, I think 26 says, uh, open ye the gates for those that keep the truth. Um, and, uh, I think cause it's Psalm 24, uh, who can ascend the hill of the most high? He who has clean hands. And, um, anyways, okay. We'll talk more about that later. So this is, uh, just wanted to, um, welcome you. So again, Shabbat Shalom, uh, for those of you that are watching live, Hey, uh, at the Sabbath is here. Those of you who are watching it tomorrow as a recording, Shabbat's here, and uh, it's good to be with you. It's good to gather together um, and study His Word. Uh, I don't know about you, but only five, six, seven years ago, uh, Friday nights and Friday nights and Saturdays, I was doing something completely different. And I'm glad to be here. And, and there's nothing else I'd rather do than to be here with you, except for if we were all in person. I think that'd be the only thing a bit better. So, anyways, enough of me. Uh, enough chatting. Um, Again, welcome and Shabbat Shalom. 
So let's start with a quick prayer and uh, ask the Father to bless this study, open our eyes and ears, and let's get into it. So let's bow our hearts. Heavenly Father, Yahuwah Most High, we just come before you in Yahusha's name. We thank you for giving us an ability to gather together like this, even if it is online. Um, we, we are, we're gathering to study your word, and we just pray you bless this public gathering, and we pray that you open our eyes and ears to your scriptures, that we may better understand them, so we may better walk them out. And we thank you, of course, first and foremost, for our reconciliation back to you, back to you through Messiah Yahusha and his offering and our belief of what he's done for us through you. Uh, in his name, Yahusha, we pray and we bless you on the Sabbath, and we thank you for opening our eyes to the Sabbath and how wonderful it is. Uh, amen and amen. So, okay, let's, uh, let's get to the word. And we're going to start in Revelation 21. We're going to read verses 1 through 2. And we are reading uh, the Sefer version, but we will be cross-referencing with a couple others. We are going to be reading from the Targums tonight. A lot of uh, the Targums and Isaiah. Isaiah has a lot to say uh, about New Jerusalem. Compliments Revelation greatly, as most of you are already well aware of. Um, so we'll be reading quite a bit through that. And um, a couple other versions. But let's, uh, let's get to it, as they say. So, Revelation 21, 1 through 2, And I saw a renewed heaven and a renewed earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, Yahukanon, this is John, saw the holy city, renewed Yerushalayim, come down from Yahuwah out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her man. Now, let me just stop here. Um, a lot of people have been taught that New Jerusalem comes down at the end when everybody's been, uh, you know, all the wicked's been already been destroyed. The judgment's already happened. Uh, everything's wiped away, and then New Jerusalem comes down. Um, you know, we can't always. We have to remember that Revelation is not always um, in sequential order. Uh, it's parenthetical. It's you know, you'll have a, a chunk here, and then it'll it'll uh, jump around to different timelines. Um, this is the only uh, set of verses that are set together that would make it make you allude to it uh, being that way. Um, but there's dozens, if not multiple dozens of scriptures that tell us otherwise. And we'll be going through a lot of those tonight. Um, at the end of the day, I think what I'd like to, um, the case I'd like to show you in the scriptures today is that uh, New Jerusalem is where the thousand-year reign is ruled and reigned from. This is uh, the focal point. This is the holy mount uh, of Yahuwah. This is the holy Jerusalem. Um, you know, I don't. I don't believe that Yahusha will be reigning from that place over there right now. Um, but we'll get into that again. So, sorry for all the uh, extra chatter. So. Let's, uh, let's actually go straight to, uh, and you'll see here, um, the Sefer actually references Yeshayahu, that's Isaiah 65, 17. We're going to read a little bit of Isaiah 65. We're going to start actually at verse 9, and I am reading here in the Aramaic Targum version. Uh, for those of you that have been following uh, with our um, Isaiah Targum reading live, um, some of you have probably already seen how much more is in the Targums that were taken out of the Septuagint and the Masoretic text. Um, and a big part of that, what, what they hid, um, what big part that was actually in the Targums that was taken out of the Septuagint and the Masoretic is a lot more of Messiah. Um, there's a constant talk about the word of Yahuwah, and uh, that was just utterly taken out. So, and I will bring forth a seed out of Jacob and out of Yehuda, an inheritor of my mountains. And mine elect shall inherit it, and my righteous servants shall dwell there. 
It's talking about New Jerusalem. And Sharon shall be a fold of flocks in a valley, the valley of Achor, a place for the crouching down of the herd of oxen for my people which have sought my fear. But ye, a house of Yashrael, you have forgotten the worship of Yahuwah. You have forgotten my worship of my holy mountain that prepare tables for the idols and mix goblets for their gods. Therefore, I will deliver them to the sword. Yea, all of you shall be delivered to the slaughter. Because I sent my prophets, and ye repented not. They prophesied, and ye did not receive them, but did evil before me, and delighted yourselves in that I would not. Therefore, thus saith Yahuwah Elohim, Behold, my righteous servants shall eat. But ye, O wicked, shall be hungry. Behold, my righteous servants shall drink. But ye, O wicked, shall be thirsty. Behold, my righteous servants shall rejoice. But ye, O wicked, shall be ashamed. Behold, my righteous servants shall sing for joy of heart. But ye shall cry for sorrow of heart, and ye shall howl for vexation of spirits. And ye shall leave your name for a curse to my chosen. For Yahweh Elohim shall slay you with the second death. That's You won't find that in uh, the other versions. And call his righteous servants by another name, that he who blesseth in the earth shall bless by the Elohim of the covenant. And he that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the Elohim of the covenant, because the former troubles shall be forgotten, and because they shall be hidden from before me. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered, neither shall they come into mind. But be ye glad and rejoice in the world of worlds which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing, and her and her people a joy. And you'll see that, um, and also what you're going to see tonight is that New Jerusalem is essentially heaven. Um, when it comes down, you basically have heaven coming down to earth. Um, you know, I think the big misnomer, big misunderstanding in Christianity is that you die and you go up to heaven, and it's not how it works um, at all, actually. Uh, but I don't want to get too far into that um into sidetracked into that today, but uh, essentially what we're going to find out tonight is New Jerusalem. That's heaven, <laughs> and um, yeah, we'll, I'll show you that when we get into Revelation. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and my people shall be glad in her. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of those that cry. There shall be no more thence a suckling of days, or an old man that shall not accomplish his days. For even the child that sinneth shall die an hundred years old. But he that is a sinner, being an hundred years old, shall be thrust out. Now that's interesting. You won't find this uh, from, from what I remember from the other versions. So this is almost alluding to that um, the people can, inside, once you get in New Jerusalem, you can still fall away and, and sin and, and um, be rejected. It looks It's what it looks like. Um, um, this is kind of a new concept here, but, you know, you know it's something to think about. And they shall build houses and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and others inhabit. They shall not plant and others eat. For as the days of the tree of life are the days of my people, and mine elect shall wear out the work of their hands. Now, this is also something that we don't think about. It's like, you know, we want to get there, we want to get there, and then we get there, and then what? Like, what do you do? We're going to work, <laughs> um, which is actually a good thing. Um having our own vineyards, having our own livestock, having our own fig tree, uh, this is actually what he created us for. If you think back to Adam and Eve, that was what they did. You know, If you read the first book of Adam and Eve, um, what they did was they tilled the ground, they dressed the garden, 
um, and they sang praises to Yah. That was their life. And I'm going to be honest with you, that's everything I want to do. And I think a lot of us are starting to realize that, that the hustle and bustle of this world that we grew up in is not what we were created for. The American dream, uh, well, they call it the American dream, as they say, because you have to be asleep to, li to live it and love it. Um, you know, working nine to five, um, you know, for somebody else, uh, for, you know, a th you know, a third of your paycheck to be taken. And, you know, it's like, that's, that. that's not what this is about. I think a lot of us are pulling away out of that lifestyle and wanting to live off the land. I know, I know some of you listening, you're like, well, I live in like in the sky rise apartment in New York. I, I get it. Not everybody's there. Not everybody has the ability to do that. But I think a lot of us that can, um, you know, even some of you that like, you know, in apartments, you know, you, some, I've, I've seen some of you, you know, getting planters and planting what you can, you know, growing some crops and, um, eating the fruit of the ground, um, taking life back a few steps and, um, really what he created us for. Um, but I can imagine, you know, in New Jerusalem, you know, it just says you, you'll we'll, we'll build houses, we'll, we'll have occupations. Um, I imagine we'll get together for the feast days, for Shabbats. I mean, those are going to be some, those are going to be some get togethers, you know. Um, and so these are just some of the things to think about of what's really ahead for us. And, you know, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. No, sorry. I got to choose my words better. I can wait. Uh, I don't want to wait. I want it to come now. But uh, a lot of us, we've been learning patience. That's been the theme in the Torah portions over the last three, four, five weeks is patience, 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 patience. So, Verse 23, They shall not labor in vain, neither shall they rear up children for death, for they shall be the seed which Yahuwah has blessed and the children of their children with them. So, I have more children. I'm really good with that too. And it shall come to pass before they shall pray before me that I will hear their prayer. And before they supplicate before me, I will grant the request. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock. And as for the serpent, dust shall be its food. And, you know, I get the, I get a lot of people commenting on videos a lot, um, putting forth the doctrine of the Mandela effect, um, you know, and because this, you know, this verse and, you know, uh, I think we should be careful. Uh, at the end of the day, what are you, what are you saying? You're just you know you're saying don't trust the word. You know it's been tampered with. So it's like, you know, <laughs> what are you telling people? Um, I, you know I don't doubt that there's some weird things going on. That's another word not to use. There's some odd things going on out there. But you know to sow doubt in the word of Elohim, I don't know if is is really what we should be doing, but, you know, teach their own. I'm not your daddy, so you do what you will. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, saith Yahuwah. So let's talk about, let's go back here now to the timing of New Jerusalem coming down. Let's look at a couple passages. I want to look first at 2 Ezra 13. Now, this is a really important one. This tells us right here that when the coming of Messiah Yahushua comes, when he's revealed to the nations, that New Jerusalem is going to be with him. And remember, he said, my reward is with me. Um, and I believe uh, with all my heart that, um, you know, that New Jerusalem is our reward. That's the thousand-year reign is what should we should be striving for to enter through those gates and to live that thousand years uh, as Adam, Adam and Eve were intended to. So 2 Ezra 13, 1 through 7, and then 25 through 38. After seven days, I dreamed a dream of the night. And this is Ezra, by the way. Uh, this book, if you're new, 2 Ezra was included in the 1611 KJV. Um, it was later taken out in the late 1800s. 
After seven days, I dreamed a dream in the night, and behold, a wind arose from the sea and stirred up all its waves. And I looked, and behold, this wind made something like the figure of a man come up out of the heart of the sea. And I looked, and behold, that man flew with the clouds of heaven. And wherever he turned his face to look, everything under his gaze trembled. And whenever his voice issued from his mouth, all who heard his voice melted as wax melts when it feels the fire. And after this, I looked and behold, an innumerable multitude of men were gathered together from the four winds of heaven to make war against the man who came up out of the sea. And I looked and behold, he carved out for himself a great mountain, which we'll find out here is New Jerusalem, and flew up upon it. And I tried to see the region or place from which the mountain was carved, but I could not. Remember this, we'll actually refer this back to this in a second when we look at... um, Daniel 2 in a sec. So now going to verses 25 through 38, this is now, there was a little bit of dialogue back and forth between Ezra and the angel. Now the angel, uh, I think it's Uriel, Uriel, is giving the interpretation. This is the interpretation of the vision. As for your seeing a man come up from the heart of the sea, this is he whom the Most High has been keeping for many ages, who himself will deliver his creation, and he will direct those who are left. And as for your seeing wind and fire and a storm coming out of his mouth, and as for his not holding a a spear or weapon of war, yet destroying the onrushing multitude which came to conquer him. This is the interpretation. Behold, the days are coming when the Most High will deliver those who are on the earth, and bewilderment of mind shall come over those who dwell on the earth. So people are going to lose their mind when they see this. And they shall plan to make war against one another, city against city, place against place, people against people, and kingdom against kingdom. And when these things come to pass, and the signs occur which I showed you before, then my son will be revealed, whom you saw as a man coming up from the sea. And when all the nations hear his voice, every man shall leave his own land and the warfare that they have one against another. So basically what the saying is, like Matthew 24, nation against nation, people against people, brother against brother, people are going to be at each other's throats. But when he comes down, right, right, so when all nations hear his voice, every man shall leave his own land and warfare that they have one against another. So they're going to put their issues aside and they're going to be like, we don't really have problems. This is our problem. Whatever just came down uh, is our problem. So listen. And an innumerable multitude shall be gathered together, as you saw, desiring to come and conquer him. So they're going to see him come down, and they're going to be like, let's get him. But he will stand on the top of Mount Zion, New Jerusalem, right? So, And Zion, New Jerusalem, will come and be made manifest to all people, prepared and built as you saw the mountain carved without hands. So, again, this is showing you right here that New Jerusalem does not come down when everybody's been destroyed. Um, people have been thrown into the lake of fire. Um, the you know um, the whole creation has been wiped clean. No, this is actually, it, he comes when the people are still here. And from what I understand, this really starts everything. If you were with us and the the Revelation 12 live streams, it's many weeks ago now. But I think it was the second portion of Revelation 12. We went over the order of events. And basically, when New Jerusalem comes down, it's the same time uh, Satan is kicked out. And that's when his reign starts. Um, So it's basically going to be kingdom against kingdom on earth. Satan's kingdom, he's going to gather the people together to, you know, overthrow New Jerusalem. But it ain't going to work. 
So again, in Zion, New Jerusalem will come and be made manifest to all people, prepared and built, as you saw. Remember, Yahushua says, I go to prepare a place for you, prepared and built, as you saw the mountain carved without hands, and he, my son, will reprove the assembled nations for their ungodliness, this was symbolized by the storm, and will reproach them to their face with their evil thoughts and the torments with which they are to be tortured, which were symbolized by the flames, and will destroy them without effort by the Torah, which was symbolized by the fire. Now, continuing on this thought process, let's take a look at Daniel 2. This is at the end of the, the um, uh, explanation of the four major kingdoms that will run the world. Daniel 2, 44-45, And in the days of these kings shall the Elohim of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. And we see in Revelation that essentially it's an amalgamation of all the four beasts together, and that's showing you that it's basically a, a world order. It's a new, what we call the new world order um, dominating the earth. For as much as for as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that's what we just saw. Um, that's what we saw here. Mm. Where was it? Yeah, here. Um, but he will stand on top of Mount Zion, and Zion will become and made manifest to all people, prepared and built, as you saw. The mountain carved without hands, right? The mountain carved without hands. This is the kingdom. For as much as thou sawest that stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, the gold, the great Elohim hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof is sure. And just to uh, give you a third witness, oh boy. We had to set this up because too many people were, um, too many spam was coming on our website. So this is Second Baruch 4. And this is, again, this is, we know we've covered this quite a few times over the last uh, couple weeks in Revelation, but just in case anybody's new, this is to Baruch 4. Baruch was the scribe of Jeremiah, but he was a prophet in his own right. And this is, um, this is right when the, the um, Babylon army was getting ready to destroy Jerusalem, and Baruch was just like, uh, you know, lamenting. And Yahweh said unto me, This city shall be delivered up for a time, Jerusalem, the physical Jerusalem, and the people shall be chastened during a time, and the world would not be given over to oblivion. Do you think that this is the city of which I said on the palms of my hands I have graven you? This is in Isaiah. This building now built in your midst is not that which is revealed with me. We just saw that in to Esdras, um, right? And Zion will become and made manifest to all, prepared and built as you saw the mountain carved without hands, right? Um, right? But he will stand on top of Mount Zion. And this is all talking about, you know, when Yahusha will be revealed. Um, yeah, where is it at? Where is it at? Yeah. And I show you that my, my son will be revealed. So, this building now, so physical Jerusalem in your midst, is not that which is revealed with me, that which was prepared beforehand here from the time when I took counsel to make paradise and showed it to Adam before he sinned. But when he transgressed the commandment, it was, it was removed from him as also paradise. And after these things, I showed it to my servant Abraham by night among the portions of the victims. And again, I showed it also to Moshe on Mount Sinai when I showed him the likeness of the tabernacle in all its vessels. So anyways, uh, again, this is basically confirming that um, Yahusha will come back with New Jerusalem at the same time. 
And then one last one, Psalm 48, this shows you here with, again, the kingdom coming and um, the prince, the people of the earth are still here. Psalm 48, great is Yahuwah and greatly to be praised in the city of our Elohim in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. Elohim is known in her palaces for a refuge. For lo, the kings were assembled. They passed by together. They saw it and they so marveled. They were troubled and hasted away. Fear took hold upon them there and pain as a woman in travail. Thou breakest the ships of Tarshish with an east wind. As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of Yahuwah Sevaot. Remember, Yahushua says, uh, and I will write upon you the, the name of the city of my Elohim, New Jerusalem, right? The city of Yahuwah Sevaot, in the city of our Elohim, Elohim will establish it forever. Selah. We have thought of thy loving kindness, O Elohim, in the midst of thy temple, according to thy name, O Elohim. So is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Might as well call it New Jerusalem. Let the daughters of Yahuda be glad because of thy judgments. Walk about Zion and go round about her. Tell the towers thereof. Mark ye well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces, that ye may tell it to the generation following. For this is our Elohim. For this, uh, for this Elohim is our Elohim forever and ever, and he will be our guide even to death. So, okay, so I think hopefully that's kind of established by now. There's actually a lot more to cover, but uh, we could honestly take two hours just showing you that um, New Jerusalem, you know, comes at the beginning of all the events that are going to transpire. So Revelation 21.3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of Yahuwah is with men. So New Jerusalem is also called the tabernacle of Yahuwah. And you're going to find that, um, you're gonna find that um, nomenclature for New Jerusalem quite a bit in the Psalms. David calls it the tabernacle or the pavilion of Yahuwah. So the tabernacle of Yahuwah is with them, and New Jerusalem is with men, and he will tabernacle with them, and they shall be his people, and Yahuwah himself shall be with them and be their Elohim. And so, um, let's show you here, also some part of the timing of when this comes down, part of the, the first resurrection, Ezekiel 37. Most of you are very, very uh, well versed on Ezekiel 37. This talks all about the resurrection. So starting at verse 25, And they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt. And they shall dwell therein, even they and their children and their children's children forever. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. It's talking about of the seed of David, talking about Messiah, Yahusha. Uh, certainly David's going to be there, right? And I'm sure he's going to be greatly exalted. But the, the, the exalted is Yahusha. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forever. So the New Jerusalem is called the tabernacle, the sanctuary, heaven, uh, many names. My tabernacle also shall be with them forever. Yea, I will be their Elohim and they shall be my people. And the heathen shall know that I, Yahuwah, do sanctify Yashrael when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. So here again, the heathen shall know. So the heathen are still going to be here uh, when the tabernacle, the sanctuary, uh, the dwelling place, the house of the Most High um, comes down. All right. And then uh, let's see. Also to show you, so in, in, in talking about his tabernacle, it being the tabernacle, right? So remember... And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of Yahuwah is with men. So here it comes down. It comes out of heaven prepared. Think about this again, about timing of things. 
This is the reign of uh, Hasatan. Revelation 13, 1-6, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. This is uh, the final version of the Roman kingdom um, brought into an amalgamation of the New World Order. And the beast, because remember, we also have to remember that the beast was given power by the dragon. Hasatan is the, is the, um, the ruler behind it. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him power and his seat and great authority. So this uh, this fourth beast, which is the eagle, as we, we read about in 2 Esdras, um, I think, uh, was it 10 through 12? Uh, we find out is an eagle. And we see here that this eagle is also amalgamated with a leopard, the bear and the lion, these are all the beasts that Daniel were shown in his vision. So again, you've got kind of a new world order conglomerate. All the nations, all the nations come together against New Jerusalem, as is what this is showing us. Um, and people that don't comply with the new world order uh, will be taken out. And I believe those are people that will be beheaded. Uh, those, the, maybe the, fool, the, the foolish virgins that were not ready, they're still his, but they weren't ready. Uh, and they had to be, um, they had to give up their lives uh, in order to be uh, found worthy. Uh, but those, I believe, that are prepared beforehand, that are doing what they're supposed to be doing, walking in faithfulness, uh, which is a verb, that uh, are keeping the commandments of the Most High uh, to the utmost of their ability uh, of keeping the, the Torah of the Most High. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Right? Who is like this new world order? Nobody can fight with him. Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. Now listen closely. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against Elohim. Right? So he's speaking out against God to blaspheme his name, right? That's not only just his, his physical name or his, his actual name, but his name is also his character. Um, and, and, you know, Hasatan is doing that in right now um, with, you know, turning gender upside down and sexuality. And, I mean, we can just, that's all, that's blaspheming his name. So blast to, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. So again, you're you're connecting heaven being the tabernacle. So he's blasphe blaspheming his. So imagine he's saying, and blaspheming New Jerusalem and them and then that dwell in heaven, which is New Jerusalem. So um, again, you know, it, it kind of sounds really odd to think that you know Hollywood puts out and puts so invests so much money into this alien agenda. Um, I think a lot of us have missed the point of why it is, why he's doing that. Um, you know, a lot of us uh, have po have hypothesized that, you know, aliens, um, you know, will, the, 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 the fallen angels will come be made manifest and people will, you know, will worship them because of the alien theory. I think really in most alien movies you see... Um, you have a large structure hovering in the sky, right? Like a mothership. Uh, and, you know, most often they're hostile. And let's be honest, when Yahusha comes, he's going to be hostile with the earth, the inhabitants of the earth. Why? Because they've walked in wickedness and great pride and have rejected the commandments of the Most High. And he's going to come to destroy it. And what do the aliens do? They come to destroy earth. And what is, you know, 
what is the savior of the world is superheroes and stuff. You know, they want to fight off this big bad enemy uh, and they just want, you know, they want to save the earth. Uh, you know, which seems like a noble cause to most people. It's because they don't know um, that righteous is the judgment of Yahuwah. And he has determined that this will be uh, essentially annihilated in the people thereof who have walked in great pride and have forsaken his ways and his commandments. Um, they're going to be destroyed. And there's nothing they're going to be able to do about it, no matter what Satan tells them, no matter what he's pre-programmed them to say. You know, I mean, like video games and everything. It's like, you know, if we just get together, come together, we can defeat this enemy together. We're stronger together. You're already seeing that now with this COVID stuff. You know, we're stronger together. I mean, so there's billboards everywhere. We're stronger together, 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 together. Um, but in, in, in we're called to be separate. We're called to uh, be separate, to be set apart to the Most High. We're not called to be molded into the nations. And so, you know, uh, I don't know the timing of all things. The longer this goes on, the more uh, that we're doing, we're supposed to be doing, we're going to stick out like sore thumbs because we're not supposed to be become one with the people. Uh, that's exactly what happened with the Maccabees. Um, you had you had the you know um, the Greeks. They took over the world and they wanted peace. Right? It sounded good. They wanted everybody to be one people, but you had to give up, forsake your laws, and you had to keep their laws. And so that's the kicker. And that's where the Maccabeans said, don't think so. And that's where the Most High gave them power from on high. So anyway, so again, what we're seeing here is we're seeing the reign of the Antichrist. Call him Satan. Call him whatever you want to call him. Um, he's going to blaspheme the tabernacle. He's going to talk trash essentially about that. They'll be like, hey, that's that's the that's your enemy number one. Listen, we all got to put our, I mean, it's probably going to be a really, really slick speech. You know, like, oh, we got to put all of our problems down. That's our problem. That needs to go. Um, that is threatening our existence. You know, you you people, you know, uh, color versus color. You know, all these things are being, are being pushed now so that when he comes, he'll do away with all that. You know, um, uh, you know, uh, Poverty, um, you know, um, race wars, uh, you know, you know, polit pol you know, politics, just ridiculous politics. All this is just coming, you know, coming to a, a, a head because when he comes, he's going to do away with all that. He's going to look like a superhero. I mean, for people that don't know the scriptures and don't know Yah, they're going to be so swooned over by him. They're going to be like, yes, you know. This politician, you know, all these people are all ridiculous. This guy is talking the truth, right? Anyways, and you know, by doing so, he's gonna convince people that they'll be able to take over Messiah and New Jerusalem and the hundred forty-four thousand that stand on top of it. But we know how that goes. Okay, I better hurry up, or I'm gonna have to do this into two parts. Okay, uh, Revelation twenty-one four. Uh, oops, yeah. Okay. And Yahweh shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, no crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And uh, for this, I want to read a little bit of the Targums. And we're looking at page 78. Yeah, okay. Chapter 25 of the Targums of Isaiah. O Yahuwah, thou art my Elohim. I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for thou hast done wonderful things. Surely thou hast brought to pass and hast established the counsels which thou hast promised of old to bring to pass. For thou hast made the unfortified cities heaps. The fortified city is a ruin, the idolatrous house of the nation in the, the nations in the city of Jerusalem shall never be built up again. Well, guess what? 
they're built back up right now. And you've got, you know, um, you've got foreign, foreign gods being worshipped on Jerusalem right now. So guess what? It's going to be destroyed one more time. Therefore shall the strong people glorify thee, for the city of terrible nations shall fear thee. For thou hast been a strength to the poor, a help to the needy in the time of distress, as those who are protected from before a storm, or who are protected as in a shade from the scorching heat. Thus the words of the wicked against the righteous are as a storm that beats against the wall. As the scorching heat in a dry land, thou shalt bring low the tumult of the mighty. As the shade of a cooling rock in a parched land, thus peace of mind shall be to the righteous when the wicked shall be humbled. And in this mountain, New Jerusalem, shall Yahuwah Sava'od make a feast and a banquet. They think that it shall be for their glory, but it shall be to them for a disgrace and for a mighty afflictions, from which they shall not deliver themselves, afflictions through which they shall come to an end. The face of the prince, of the prince of all the people, shall be destroyed, and the face of the king, of the ruler of all the kingdoms, Death shall be forgotten forever, and Yahweh shall wipe away all tears from off the faces, and the reproach of his people he shall remove from off the earth from off all the earth, because it hath been declared, decreed thus by the word of Yahweh. Again, that's Messiah Husha. And one shall say at that time, Behold, this is our Elohim, this is he for whom we have hoped, and he shall save us. This is Yahuwah, for his word we have hoped. We will rejoice, and we will be glad in his salvation. For the power of Yahuwah Sava'ot shall be revealed in this mountain, near Jerusalem. And the Moabites shall be trodden underfoot, even as straw is in the clay, and he shall extend the stroke of his power among them, as the swimmer extends himself to swim, and he shall humble in his glory him humble his glory together with the wiles of his hands. He shall cast down the fortified city, the great city, he shall thrust it down, it shall come to the earth, even to the dust. Chapter twenty six At that time they shall sing a new song in the land of the house of Yahuda. We have a strong city. Salvation and mercy shall be established upon her walls. Open ye the gates and let the righteous nation enter, which have kept the Torah with a perfect heart. In perfect heart, in a perfect heart, they shall preserve peace. Peace shall be wrought for them because they have trusted in thy word. Trust ye in the word of Yahuwah forever and ever. Thus ye shall be saved by the word. And that's exactly how we're saved. We're saved by the word of the Most High and continuing in the word. Who is the fear of Yahuwah, the mighty one to eternity? For he will humble the inhabitants of the high and strong city. He will humble her. He will cast her onto the ground. He will bring her even to the dust. The feet shall tread her down, the feet of the just, the sole of the foot of the poor, of the needy of the people. The paths of the righteous are right. Thou wilt establish the works of thy ways of the just. Yea, for the way of thy judgment, O Yahuwah, have we hoped. To thy name and to the remembrance of thee is the desire of our soul. My soul desireth to pray before thee in the night. Yea, my spirit within me is blessing thee. When thy judgments are prepared for the earth, those that dwell in the world shall be taught to practice truth. Thou hast granted unto, unto the wicked continuance that verily they should return to the Torah, but they did not return. All the days that they lived, that they should practice truth in the earth, but they dealt falsely. Yea, they will not regard the practice of thy glory, O Yahuwah. Actually, yeah, okay. O Yahuwah, when thou shalt be revealed in thy power to do good to them that fear thee, there will be no light to the enemies of the people. The wicked shall see it and shall be confounded. 
The vengeance of thy people shall cover them. Yea, fire shall consume thy enemies. O Yahuwah, thou wilt ordain peace for us at all times. For when we restrained ourselves from our sins, thou wast working for us. O Yahuwah, our Elohim, the nations have, have had dominion over us, being lords over us beside thee. And that's what's happening right now. It's a, it's a different type of slavery that we're in than uh, what the Israelites were in back in Egypt. But I don't want to get into that. Uh, you know. You know about where we're at right now in, in this world. But we trust in thy word. We praise thy name. They worship idols who do not live. They're heroes who shall not rise. Therefore, when thou shalt visit their sins, thou wilt make an end of them and make all memorial of them to perish. Thou shalt reveal thyself to gather the dispersed of thy people that will bring together their captivity. So here we're connecting. When Yahushua comes down, New Jerusalem, he's gathering his people at that time, right? And I believe, again, those that were ready. Thou wilt reveal thyself in the power to cast all the wicked into hell. O Yahuwah, in distress, they remembered thy fear. In their trouble, they were ardently learning the doctrine of thy Torah. This is all prophetic stuff. This is all stuff still yet to happen. Have long-suffering and patience with those of us, our brothers, that have not understood that the Torah is good and for us to keep and... Um, as Psalm 91 says, is uh, the, the, his truth shall be our shield and buckler, especially when this time comes. Like as a woman with child who draweth near that at the time of her delivery trembleth and crieth out in her pangs, so have we been because we have sinned before thee. Distress swift as the wind hath seized us, like a woman with child who draweth near the time of her delivery. The inhabitants of the world have not brought deliverance. They have not tilled the earth, neither have they been able to perform any miracles. Thou art he who dost quicken the dead, the bones of their dead bodies thou dost raise up. They shall live and offer praise before thee, all that were cast into the dust, because thy dew is the dew of light." To them that do thy Torah. But thou wilt deliver the wicked into hell, whom thou hast given power, for they have transgressed against thy word. Come, O my people, produce for thyself good works, which shall protect thee in the time of distress. The time of distress is the great tribulation. Hide thyself, as it were, a little moment until the curse have passed away. For behold, Yahweh is revealing himself from the place of his Shekinah to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their sins, and the earth shall disclose the innocent blood that was shed in her and shall no more cover her slain. Verse 5, 21, 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I'll make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And I just want to read this a little bit. Jeremiah 31, 16 through 22. Thus saith Yahweh, Refrain thy voice from weeping and thine eyes from tears. For thy work shall be rewarded, saith Yahweh. And they shall come again from the land of the enemy. So it's the same thing. You know, your good works will... Uh, be for a shield or, or protection. And there is hope in thine end, saith Yahuwah, that thy children shall come again to their own border. I have surely heard Ephraim bemoaning himself thus, You have chastised me, right? You punished me, and I was punished, chastised, as a bullock unaccustomed to the yoke. Turn thou me, and I shall be turned, for thou art Yahuwah, my Elohim, right? So wasn't we weren't accustomed to the, to the yoke of the Torah. Surely after that I was turned, I repented, and after that I was instructed, I smote upon my thigh like, <clears throat> darn 
I was ashamed. Yeah, I even confounded because I did bear the reproach of my youth, right? Thinking back of our days of our our, our ignorance and, and our utter depravity in some some cases. And we're just like, you know, I was ashamed. Yeah, I was confounded even because I did bear the reproach of my youth. Is Ephraim, my dear son, this is the this is all about the the prodigal son, you know, coming back to him. Is Ephraim, my dear son, is he a pleasant child? For since I spake against him, I do earnestly remember him still. Therefore, my bowels are troubled for him. Right? He's talking about uh, the house of Israel. I will surely have mercy upon him, saith Yahuwah. Set thee up waymarks. Make thee high heaps. Set thine heart toward the highway. Even the way which thou wentst, turn again, O virgin of Yashrael, turn again to these thy cities. How long will thou go about, O backsliding daughter? For Yahuwah hath created a new thing in the earth. A woman shall compass a man. And the woman is New Jerusalem. The woman will compass a man, will enclose the man, which is will be his people. All right, let me close some tabs here. Okay. Let's go Revelation 21, 6. And he said unto me, It is done. I am the Aleph and the Tav, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. And so let's talk about this. Who is the Aleph and the Tav? Well, it's Yahusha, Messiah Yahusha. And let's read this. We're going to read Isaiah 12. And in that day thou shalt say, O Yahuwah, I will praise thee. Thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away. This is what we just, we just saw in Jeremiah. And thou comfortest me. Behold, Elohim is my salvation. I will trust and be not afraid, for Yahuwah is my strength and my song. He has also become my salvation. This is the song. For those of you know, that's the song of Moshe, right? Uh, <laughs> he is my strength and my song. And he has become my deliverance, my salvation. Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day you shall say, Praise Yahuwah, call upon his name, declare his doings amongst the people, make mention that his name is exalted, sing unto Yahuwah. This has become a really big thing. Um, those of you, um, if you, have, if you, if you don't sing to him, I would highly recommend it. Um, it's kind of it's kind of a commandment, like everywhere. Uh, it's all over the Psalms, which Yahusha said was the Torah when he was talking about uh, uh, they were, the Pharisees were like, you know, you call yourself yourself the Son of God. And he's like, he's like, is not it? Is it not written in your law that uh, in your Torah that uh, ye are gods? That's in that's in the Psalms. So, hey, and it's, it's all over the Psalms, right? Sing unto him a new song. So, hey, you want to follow Torah? Sing. Even if you don't sing well, which I, I am not a good singer yet. Uh, I'm practicing. Um, and I can tell you, my, my heart is overjoyed singing for him. It's um, I've been it's it's filled a big void in my heart. So sing unto Yahuwah, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Yashrael in the midst of thee. Now, I want to show you how interesting this is. I want to go... We're going to read the same thing, but in um, the Targums, page 42. By the way, this is a PDF. It's available free. Uh, okay, 
chapter 12 in the Targum version. And thou shalt say at that time, I will confess before thee, O Yahuwah, for that I have sinned before you, thine anger is upon me. But when I return to the Torah, thine anger will turn from me, and thou wilt have mercy on me. Behold, in the word of Elohim is my salvation. Now, why was that cut out of the Masoretic and the uh, Septuagint? No idea. But here, this is Messiah right here. Behold, in the Messiah, the word of Elohim is my salvation. I am trusting and I shall not be moved because my strength and my praise is the fear of Yahuwah. He hath spoken by his word and he's become my savior and he shall receive a new doctrine with joy from the chosen of the righteous. At that time shall say, shall ye say, praise Yahuwah, pray in his name, declare his doings among the people. Remember ye that powerful is his name. Praise Yahuwah for he hath done mighty works. This is revealed in all the earth. Cry out and shout, O congregation of Zion, because he is great that promised to cause his Shekinah to dwell in the midst of thee, the Holy One of Yisrael. So now let's read Isaiah 55. Uh, yeah. Isaiah 55. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye by. Remember, and what we're getting at here to the waters, uh, and we kind of read that here. Um. Where did we read that? Yeah. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And a lot of you know where I'm going to go with this. Um, Yahusha, right? Out of, well, we'll talk about that. So, talking about this everlasting water. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat, the, eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me, hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, and a leader, and a commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of Yahweh thy Elohim, for the Holy One of Yashrael, for he hath glorified thee. Seek ye Yahuwah while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto Yahuwah, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our Elohim, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith Yahuwah. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper the thing unto where I sent it. For you shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. And instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to Yahweh for a name and for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. So let's continue. Revelation uh, 1, 7 through 8. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. And here he is, Yahushua is declaring, I am the Alpha and the Omega, which is the Aleph and the Tav, the beginning and the ending, saith Yahuwah, which is and which was and which was is to come, the Almighty. So now, let's bring that home together here. John 4, 5 through 24, then then cometh he to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Yaakov gave to his son, Yosef. This was the um, 
um, um, he got the, the firstborn inheritance, the extra. Now Yaakov's well was there. Yahusha, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Yahusha saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Yahusha answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of Elohim, and who it is that saith to thee, Give to me drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Yahusha answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of, the water of, the, of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And remember, um, did I put it in here? Yeah, just to show you real quick, this is kind of where he's coming from with this. Deuteronomy 32, 1 through 2. Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine, right? So the true understanding, the true doctrine of uh, the Most High shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. And we as man grow by the word of Yahweh. Um... The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. And Yahushua saith unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Yahushua said unto her, Thou hast well said I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. And that's that not thou saidst thou truly. I like King James sometimes. <laughs> um, the woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. Ye say that it is in Jerusalem the place where men ought to worship. Yehusha saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. For we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Yahudim. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. It's not just spirit. Right? We don't just walk by the spirit and just do things as we please, right? When spirit and in truth, the truth is defined in Psalm 119, 142 as the Torah. So we walk in the Torah, but also in the in this fruit, the fruit of the spirits of it, right? the fruit of the spirit of it. Um, too often we see people that uh, come to the knowledge of Torah, get filled up with pride, and are just, you know, for lack of a better term, a bunch of jerks. And um, I, I don't think, you know, they're walking in, walking in the spirit. So something that we're going to we're going to continue to talk about here uh, in the days coming ahead. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Elohim is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So praise Yah, Yahushua Mahamashiach, our Messiah is the Aleph and the Tav, the beginning and the end. Revelation 21, 7, He that overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his Elohim, and he shall be my son. Yahushua was called his son, are you saying we get to be called his son too? That's what the word says. Deuteronomy 16.20. So we're going to talk about who inherits, right? So so we're going to talk about he that overcomes shall inherit all things. And some people believe that, um, you know, just a confession 
it means you overcome, you know, overcome sin, you overcome all that. Um, there's a lot more to that, and let's talk about that. So we're going to talk about overcoming. So Deuteronomy 16.20, justice and only justice you shall follow that you may live and inherit the land which Yahweh your Elohim gives you. So we're going to talk about those that are going to inherit the land, what are the characteristics of those people that are going to inherit the land. Psalm 25, 12-13, Who is the man that fears Yahuwah? Him will he instruct in the way that he shall choose. He himself shall abide in prosperity, and his children shall possess the land. And we know that the way is the Torah. Uh, it's the, also defined in Psalm 119, verses 1 through 2. Uh, Blesses the man that walk. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. Let's just look it up real quick. I should know this by heart by now, but I just don't. Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the Torah of Yahweh. Psalm 37:29. The righteous shall possess the land, and dwell upon it forever. To Ezra 7, 116 through 131, again, to Ezra was in the 1611 KJV. I answered and said, this is my first and last word, that it would have been better if the earth had not produced Adam. This is Ezra lamenting to the angel. Or else, when it had produced him, had restrained him from sinning. For what good is it to all they that live in sorrow now and expect punishment after death? Oh, Adam, what have you done? For though it was you who sinned, the fall was not yours alone, but ours also who are your descendants. For what good is it to us if an eternal age has been promised us, but we have done deeds that bring death? And what good is it that an everlasting hope has been promised us, but we have miserably failed, or that safe and healthful habitations have been reserved for us, but we have lived wickedly? Or that the glory of the Most High will defend those who have led a pure life, but we have walked in the most wicked ways? Or that a paradise shall be revealed, whose fruit remains unspoiled, and in which are abundance and healing, but we shall not enter it because we have lived in unseemly places? Or that the face of those who practice self-control shall shine more than the stars, but our faces shall be blacker than darkness? For while we lived and committed iniquity, we did not consider what we should suffer after death. He answered and said, This is the meaning of the contest which every man who is born on earth shall wage. Let me read that again. This sums it up. This is the meaning of the contest which every man who is born on earth shall wage. That if he is, so again, what we're talking, the theme here we're talking about is overcoming, victorious. That if he is defeated, he shall suffer what you have said. But if he is victorious, overcome, if he overcomes, he shall receive what I have said, which the angel had described, uh, you know, some of the rewards. For this is the way of which Moshe, Moses, while he lived, while he was alive, spoke to the people saying, Choose for yourself life that you may live. But they did not believe him or the prophets after him or even myself who have spoken to them. Therefore, there shall not be grief at their destruction so much as joy over those whom salvation is assured. So let me read that again. Yahuwah is not concerned about the wicked. I know he wants them to turn, but his focus is is on you. Listen to this. Therefore, there shall not be grief for their destruction so much as joy over those to whom salvation is assured. His mind is stayed on you. Is your mind stayed on him? So we're going to talk a little bit more about what Moshe said. Uh, this is the way of which Moshe said, while he was alive, uh, choose for yourself life that you may live. Remember, Messiah Husha said he is the, the way, the truth, and the life. He declared himself to be the Torah. Torah is the way, Torah is the truth, Torah is the life. And we know the Messiah Yahushua is the Word, and the Word is the Torah. Torah is part of the Word.
Deuteronomy 30, 11 through 20. For this commandment which I command you this day is not too hard for you, neither is it far off. Right? So this he said it back in the Torah. These commandments are not too hard for you. You know, people in churchianity will say, oh, nobody can keep the law. Only only Messiah can keep the law. And therefore, we don't keep any of it and just let him do it for us. It's just not, not going to work. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will go up for us in heaven and bring it to us that we may hear and do it, right? It's not, it's not beyond your reach. Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea and bring it for us that we may hear and do it. But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. See, I have set before you this day life and good or death and evil. If, if you obey the commandments of Yahweh your Elohim, which I command you this day by loving Yahweh your Elohim, by walking in his ways and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his ordinances, then you shall live and multiply and Yahweh your Elohim will bless you in the land which you are entering to take possession of it. There's nothing different with where we are at right now. Aside from we are living in a time where Messiah Husha has come to be our reconciliation and including our keeping of the commandments we have faith in him and belief that he is our atonement he is our high priest he is our king of kings and by him only do we bear the fruit right he is the vine we are the Nazarene he is the vine we are the branches we only bear fruit through him you want to deny Messiah and walk the Torah on your own good luck it ain't, it ain't gonna work for you but if your heart turns away and you will not hear but are drawn away to worship other Elohim and to serve them, I will declare to you this day that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land which you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. You know, and one could say, you know, people that are going to Sunday church, they're not worshiping other gods. I'm here to tell you in a, in a, in a way they are because if they're not worshiping him the way he declared it, who are they worshiping? Who declared Sunday to be the day of worship, the day of gathering? Who declared that? The beast of revelation. Who gave the beast of revelation power? Satan did. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your descendants may live, loving Yahweh your Elohim, obeying his voice and cleaving to him, for that means life to you and length of days, that you may dwell in the land which Yahweh swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Yitzchak, and to Jacob, to give them. And it's the same story all over again. Again, remember, the people came out of Egypt, they were saved by the blood of the Lamb, and they were in the wilderness to be tested and proved, and those that failed, fell and did not enter in. The same thing is happening now. We're saved by the blood of the Lamb. Uh, we're in the wilderness of the peoples being tested right now, waiting to be brought into the land. And I believe those that um, are um, the wise virgins, keeping the commandments of the Most High, I and alongside their faith in Messiah, Yahushua, uh, will be allowed to enter. And those that have not, will not. The door will shut on them. To Ezra 7, 1 through 25, when I had finished speaking these words, the angel who had been sent to me on former nights was sent to me again, and he said to me, Rise, Ezra, and listen to the words that I have come to speak to you. I said, Speak, my Lord. And he said to me, There is a cease. This is, this is about the, the great contest. This is about the, the testing. This is about the proving grounds that is this earth. Whether we're going to, it's, I mean, it's Deuteronomy, uh, I think it's Deuteronomy 8 that he brought them in the wilderness to, to test them, to prove them, to make them to suffer to hunger, uh, right? To see what was in their heart, whether they would keep his commandments or not. Essentially, that's where we're at. He's testing us, proving us, 
putting trials before us to do what? To see if we'll fall away or if we'll keep his commandments. How many of you since coming to Torah, uh, you've, you've inherited a lot of blessings, but a lot, a lot of testing, right? I said, speak my Lord. So, um, I'm sorry. There, um, and he said to me, there is a sea set in a wide expanse so that it is broad and vast, but it has an entrance set in a narrow place so that it is like a river. If anyone then wishes to reach the sea, to look at it or to navigate it, how can he come to the broad part unless he passes through the narrow parts, right? So there's a big open, you know, uh, open body of water, but to get to it, you have to go through a narrow, you know, narrow passage, right? So he's saying here, how can you get to that without going through the narrow part first? Another example, there is a city built. So this is talking about New Jerusalem. There is a city built and is set on a plain and is full of all good things. But the entrance to it is narrow and set in a precipitous place so that there is fire on the right hand and deep water on the left. So again, you want to get to New Jerusalem? It's a narrow path. It's the same thing that Yahushua said. Narrow is the way. And there is only one path lying between them, that is, between the fire and the water, so that only one man can walk upon that path. If now that city is given to a man for an inheritance, how will the heir receive his inheritance unless he passes through the danger set before him? I said, He cannot, Lord. And he said to me, So also is Israel's portion. For I made the world for their sake, and when Adam transgressed my statutes, what had been made was judged. And so the entrances of this world were made narrow and sorrowful and toilsome. They are few and evil, full of dangers and involving great hardships. But the entrances of the greater world are broad and safe and really yield the fruit of immortality. Therefore, unless the living pass through the difficult and vain experiences, they can never receive those things that have been reserved for them. But why now are you disturbed, seeing that you are to perish? And why are you moved, seeing that you are mortal? And why have you not considered in your mind what is to come rather than what is now present? So again, the whole theme what we're talking about here is overcoming, um, rising rising to the occasion, right? Being tested and proven uh, of what we're going to do, whether we're going to keep his commandments or not. Then I said, then I answered and said, O sovereign Lord, behold, thou hast ordained in thy Torah that the righteous shall inherit these things, right? And so that's what we're talking about. So he that overcomes shall inherit all things. So this is what Ezra is alluding to, right? So thou hast ordained in thy Torah that the righteous shall inherit these things, but that the ungodly shall perish. The righteous, therefore, can endure difficult circumstances while hoping for easier ones, right? Because they're like, you know, even while being tested, we know what's what's to come. Even death, we know what's to come. But those who have done wickedly have suffered the difficult circumstances and will not see, see the easier, easier ones. So Ezra is even lamenting for, excuse me, wicked people. They're like, how vain. These people are going through hard experiences now and they have nothing to look forward to because, you know, they're not going to inherit these things. And he said to me, you are not a better judge than Elohim or wiser than the Most High. Let many perish who are now living rather than the Torah of Elohim, which is set before them, be disregarded. Let me say that again. Let many perish who are now living rather than the Torah of Elohim, which is set before them, be disregarded. For Elohim strictly commanded those who came into the world when they came, what they should do to live and what they should observe to avoid punishment. Nevertheless, they were not obedient and spoke against him. They devised for themselves vain thoughts and proposed to themselves wicked frauds. They even declared that the Most High does not exist, and they ignored his ways. They scorned his law and denied his covenants. They have been unfaithful to his statutes and have not performed his works. So he's basically saying, you know, you don't keep the Torah? Sorry, you're not in. 
Therefore, Ezra, empty things are for the empty, and full things are for the full. Um, okay. Let's see. Sorry, I got it's like itch. Keep so let's uh, also let's breeze through and let's take a look at all the different passages in Revelation two and three about the rewards for he that overcomes. Revelation two seven. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh, I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of Elohim. Revelation 2.11, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Revelation 2.17, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. Revelation two twenty six through twenty seven and he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end to him I will give power over the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers even as I received of my father and this is the, exactly the same promise that was given to Yahusha uh, in Psalm two that he would rule the nations of a, with a rod of iron and apparently those that overcome and keep his works right faith and works is how we're justified. Uh, they will also rule and reign. Hopefully, we will rule and reign with him as well, being found worthy. Revelation 3 5 He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I'll confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Wow. Like, imagine that moment. And this white raiment, this is uh, that raiment that never fades away. Glorious garments. Revelation 3.12, Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my Elohim, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my Elohim, and the name of the city of my Elohim, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my Elohim, and I will write upon him my new name. Revelation 3.21, To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. Praise be to Yahuwah. Okay, so let's go to 21.8, verse Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and idolaters and all liars Commandment breakers, these are commandment breakers, unbelieving, fearful, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, these are people that are breaking his commandments, shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Going back to 2 Ezra 7.32-38, talking about the second death and being thrown into the lake of fire. And the earth shall give up those. This is the resurrection, right? And there, this might actually, I think this is the second resurrection. And the earth shall give up those who are asleep in it, the dust, those who dwell silently in it. And the chambers shall give up the souls which have been committed to them. And the Most High shall be revealed upon the seat of judgment, and compassion shall pass away, and patience shall be withdrawn, but only judgment shall remain. Truth shall stand, and faithfulness shall grow strong, and recompense shall follow, and the reward shall be manifested. Righteous deeds shall awake, and unrighteous deeds shall not sleep. Then the pit of torment shall appear, and opposite it shall be the place of rest, and the furnace of hell shall be disclosed, and opposite it the paradise of delight. 
Then the Most High will say to the nations that have been raised from the dead, Look now, and understand whom you have denied, whom you have not served, whose commandments you have despised. Look on this side and on that. Here are rest and delight and rest, and there are fire and torments. Thus he will speak to them on the day of judgment. Now, same thing in Matthew 25, 31-46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep at his right hand, but the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, O blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Yahweh, when we did, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and clothed you? And when did we see thee sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Yahuwah, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer to them, Truly I say to you, as you did not, as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. I mean. All right, now 21, 9 through 10. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show you the bride, the lamb's woman. And he carried me away in the Ruach to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Yerushalayim descending out of heaven from Yahuwah. I mean, so again, you can see here that um, New Jerusalem is coming down at the timing of the seven last plagues. So again, it uh, comes here before um, you know everything is destroyed. Having the glory of Yahuwah and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone clear as crystal and had a hot and had a wall great and high and had 12 gates and at the gates 12 angels and the names written thereon which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Yashrael on the east three gates on the north three gates on the south three gates and on the west three gates and the wall of the city had 12 foundations and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the lamb so let's talk about the foundations and the names of the twelve apostles. Let's talk about that real quick. First Peter two one through ten. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so ye be, if so be ye have tasted that Yahuwah is gracious, to whom coming, as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of Elohim and precious. Ye also, as lively stones, living stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to Elohim 
by Yahusha HaMashiach. So as we saw earlier in uh, Revelation 3, where he said that he'll make, you know, a pillar in the temple of Elohim, um, you know, surely New Jerusalem is the bride, um, but in a sense, so are the people. Um, you know, he marries the people, he marries the land. We can see that the people are building blocks of New Jerusalem. And uh, I don't know if I have it on the study tonight, but I know we've read it several times during this study um, that uh, New Jerusalem, it says that um, will be like jewels encrusted on her. And we're going to talk a lot more about jewels here, actually, shortly, really shortly. Uh, I think you're going to be blessed by it. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of, st a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, right? Not hearkening to his commandments, whereunto also they were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness, which is the opposite of Torah, into his marvelous light. The Torah is light. And I'll show you a couple things here. Um, Proverbs 6.23 defines that for us. For the commandment is a lamp, and the Torah is light. And this is also uh, kind of deciphering codes, if you want to understand the parable of the wise and virgins. Remember, they had lamps, and um, you know they, they, they trimmed their lamps, and one had oil, one didn't. Um, well, this is all, it's all Torah talk. So the commandment is lamp, the Torah is light. So when Peter's talking about um, who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, well, his marvelous light is Torah. And, you know, um, the Torah is kind of uh, hidden in parable form in all of this, in all of the New Testament, uh, nearly all of it. Um, and, you know, no wonder his apostles did it so because they learned from Messiah to talk in parable form. Uh, if people didn't know his word, his the, the beginning of the book, they're not going to understand the rest of it. They, you know, they're just thinking that, you know, um, you know, oh, like light is good, but what is that defined? How do you define the light? Um, and we define it by the, the obedience and the, the keeping of his commandments, the Torah. Um, you'll find often that Yahushua spoke the same way. He spoke in terms of light and in truth, um, you know, you know, you know how often in John he says, "I tell you the truth," right? He's, "I'm telling you the Torah." I mean, that's that's how he spoke. Um, which in time past were not a people, but now are the people of Elohim, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And also here, but ye are of a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of Him who have called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. He is actually quoting Exodus. Uh, I think it's uh, nineteen. Uh, is it? Five through six, I think. Yeah. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure or peculiar people, as, as Peter says it. Peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and holy nation. These are the words which, which thou shalt speak unto the children of Yashrael. Revelation 3.12, He that overcome, overcometh, I will make a pillar in the temple of my Elohim, and he shall go no more out. So again, kind of like building blocks of uh, the temple, uh, the city, New Jerusalem, right? So kind of like just stones thereof. Uh, 
Revelation 21 and 15, And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof. And um, speaking about uh, the measuring, we can go back to Revelation 11, 1 through 2, And there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood rise, saying, Rise and measure the temple of Elohim and the altar and them that worship therein. Right, so he's measuring all that, the temple and the people. So you're kind of, again, seeing that, um, that New Jerusalem and the people are kind of like... Um, one like echad, like kind of like um, how the mystery of you know, you know the the children of Israel having one Elohim echad. Well, we don't even learn until John seventeen when Messiah Yahushua says that he and the Father are echad, they're one, and that he prayed to the Father that he, that his disciples would be also as one, like molded together. And here also we can see New Jerusalem and the people are one. Um, so you can see here. Uh, Measuring and we kind of also it kind of gets revealed here in Enoch 61 And I saw in those days how long cords were given to those angels and they took themselves wings and flew and they went towards the north and I asked the angel saying unto him Why have those angels taken these cords and gone off and he said unto me they have gone to measure and so again It's the same thing we're seeing here uh, measuring the temple and them that worship therein um, And we can see here uh, the golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof and uh, they have gone to measure, and the angel who went with me said unto me, These shall bring the measures of the righteous and the ropes of the righteous to the righteous, that they may say themselves on the name of Yahuwah Sebaot forever and ever. And the elect shall begin to dwell with the elect, and those are the measures which shall be given to faith, and which shall strengthen the righteous. And these measures shall reveal all the secrets of the depths of the earth, and those have, uh, and it keeps going. Anyway, so just want to stay on topic here. So we can see here that when they measure, it's kind of, again, it's measuring really all of it. The, the, the building, the people, everything. And the city lies four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 stadium, roughly 1,500 miles. And the length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. So roughly you have 1,500 miles squared, 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles tall. And, you know, roughly, um, oops, promise land. So, and it's roughly, um, it's roughly, oh, that's a terrible picture. Uh, well, whatever. So roughly, this is roughly, it's really close to 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles. And this, and what I'm, what I'm showing you here is uh, the outskirts uh, or the borders of what Yahuwah had promised to Avraham as um being the borders of his inheritance forever and i above and you can see here kind of jerusalem is almost smack dab right in the middle right here so it, like if you imagine this coming out let's say this is more of like a perfect square so let's say it's shot out this way and this way and this way jerusalem is almost right at the center of that square as well and again whether it's a a um whether it's a um um you know whether it's a uh cube or a pyramid or a dome i know not but either way you can place that bad boy right on top of here and that's also why and you see quite a bit in the prophets uh, this got to be a better picture than this that we can zoom in here we go 
So here, here we go. So um, it, what's interesting is you go through most of the prophets and you look at uh, the destruction of Mystery Babylon, um, or the, the call it the Day of Yahuwah, where, where all the destruction starts. It basically pops off the names of everything within this border, almost everything will all be decimated in, from my understanding and that starts it all and then I, I, I believe that that land has to be cleansed before New Jerusalem uh, sits down on top of her so that's kind of where I'm at with with um, where how it lies and where it'll be and he now this is this is really an interesting verse uh, I gotta tell you um, there's there's really so much here and I really want to spend some time on it but it's just I really don't know where to go with it. And he measured the wall thereof, 144 cubits. Now, listen, according to the measure of a man that is of the angel, what is this verse actually saying? Um, what's Is this kind of alluding to what the size of the resurrected man is going to be? Let me read this again. And he measured the wall thereof. A hundred and forty and four cubits. Now that's an interesting number, the hundred and forty-four, uh, according to the measure of a man that is of the angel, uh, and that's a really, really interesting um, statement here. And I really would love to dive into that a little more, but uh, unfortunately, I'm just not going to be able to. One thing I want to share with you. Um, Um, I was going to play this for you tonight, but I just don't think we're going to have enough time. And and I want to thank 119 Ministries. Now, um, a lot of you know that myself and 119 Ministries, we do not agree on a lot of on, on, on all topics. But, you know, that's okay. The longer and longer I've been doing this is we realize that we're not going to agree with all of each other. Um, in, even though we disagree on like, um, you know, a, a main part of my ministry is, you know, reading books like Enoch and Jasher and Jubilees. And, you know, they they uh, they disagree greatly. But you know what? It doesn't matter. I believe that people like this, the song that 119 Ministries are um, on the same mission as us, uh, which is to uh, bring people to the true Messiah uh, and following the commandments and following the Torah to the best of our understanding. So, you know, when people trash other ministries and whatnot, I, I just don't get it. I, you know, I, I really feel like um, there's going to be a lot of shame for people uh, when Messiah comes back, you know, when he says, you know, don't let me come come back finding you beating your fellow servants. And in our times, we're beating each other with our words. And I think it's the same thing, uh, in my opinion. So anyways, uh, I, they were very kind. I actually reached out to them and asked permission to, to uh, show this video during the live stream. Uh, but we're just not going to have time to watch it. But I really would encourage you, there's some really really cool math uh, when you take the the some of you have already seen this I'm sure but when you take the math of the the um, um, the tabernacle um, and the, the the holy place the most holy place uh, and you take the 144 into account and the reason I'm bringing it up again is uh, you measure the wall thereof 144 cubits um, they have a teaching is very unique. I've never seen anybody talk about this ever before, and it really blessed me greatly. And I, it's like ten minutes, but I really highly recommend you watch this. Again, it's called right here, the hundred forty-four thousand and the holy of holies. Um, check that out. It, it's an amazing teaching, and and I praise Yah uh, that He put this into their hearts to um, uh, to do so. So, anyways, check that out. I'm gonna actually here. I'm put the. You're not Julius Caesar. No, I'm not. You didn't think big enough. 
that commercial, man. Kids. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to put that in the chat uh, for you all. I would highly recommend that teaching. So, Okay, let's keep going. Um because I want to finish and we're almost finished and we've got 30 minutes and there's actually a lot more to go over. Um, so wait, I'm actually not almost finished. So that was wrong. So Revelation 21, 18, actually we're gonna read 18 through 21. And the building of the wall of it was of Jasper and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was Jasper, the second Sapphire, the third a Chalcedony, the fourth an Emerald, the fifth a Sardonyx, the sixth Sardius, the seventh Chrysolite, the eighth Beryl, the ninth a Topaz, the tenth a Chrysoprasus, Chrysoprasus, the eleventh a Jacinth, the twelfth an Amethyst, and the twelve gates were twelve pearls, and every gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, and it was transparent glass. So couple of amazing things to go over i first want to actually i want to share a video with you that um is it's five minutes long and um it goes yeah it's really important um i, I want to show you this so check this out this is about there's something special about these 12 stones that were mentioned here that are like none other and um well, I'll just let David Pawson uh, explain it to you. It, it, this is an amazing, amazing revelation that some of you have probably seen. Some of you may have never seen. I hope this really blesses you. It really blessed me. Um, it really blessed me. But it really shows you the authority behind the scriptures um, that really nobody can nobody can deny. So check this out. New Jerusalem, it said, is built made up of Twelve precious stones that we would make into jewelry now. Now here's the fascinating thing which to me is the final proof that that book is the Word of God, that it must be God-inspired. In the last generation only, we've discovered how to make purer light than we had before. Most light is bouncing around, waves crashing into each other, going in all directions so that the light coming from that spotlight still lights this side of my face by reflecting off that, that tinsel up there. Um, we're used to light coming at us from all directions. But we've now discovered how to send light in one direction. Laser light is the most common. You've seen laser light beams straight as a die. But we've also got what we call cross-polarized light. A polarized filter, if you can imagine, allows lights through like that. But if you put another polarized filter at right angles to that. You've really got a very fine filter. If you take sunglasses and take one lens and put it at right angles to the other, it goes even darker. It only lets very straight light through. Now, people have taken jewels and precious stones and cut a very thin slice for microscopic purposes and then shone cross-polarized light through them to see what happens, to put it very crudely, what happens to these precious stones in pure light. And one of two entirely different things happens with every jewel. The technical term, to give you a bit of science for a moment, is anisotropic jewels and isotropic jewels. 
Now what happens is this, some jewels in pure light, whatever their color to begin with, they may be red, blue or green, turn into all the colors of the rainbow and the most fantastic patterns. Other precious stones in pure light lose all their color, just go black, look like a lump of coal dust. And it's only in the last, this generation that people have discovered this unusual property. For example, diamonds in pure light are nothing. Did you get that, ladies? They're not Did even... You hear that? Diamonds, nothing. nothing. They won't be there. <laughs> no, so make the most of them here. <coughs> Rubies, uh, garnets, just lose everything. Emeralds. No, they keep it. Oh, good. There are other stones that are anisotropic and go into these beautiful colors. Now here's the fascinating thing. The 12 precious stones that God uses to build the new Jerusalem are all anisotropic. In pure light, they are all far more beautiful. And God doesn't touch the diamonds or the rubies. He doesn't build with them. Now, let's just put on the screen a picture of these stones. Yeah. Look at the top 12 stones on this picture and you'll see the stones of the New Jerusalem. Look at the four bottom ones at the bottom of the picture and you'll see they're black, no attraction, whatever. Now then, who knew this 2,000 years ago? No scientist knew it, nobody knew it. John the Apostle writing the, down the book of Revelation as the Lord dictated it to him, he didn't know. Nobody knew except one person in the entire universe, and he knew, and that was God himself. Where is that written exactly? Revelation 21, right. halfway through, and you'll find all the 12 stones listed there. And you can just imagine from the picture we've seen on the screen how beautiful the new Jerusalem is going to be. No need for do-it-yourself decoration or changing rooms there. No need. The materials that God uses will be fabulous. From verse 19, 21 right. verse 19. Read them out. Uh, the first foundation was jasper. Yeah. The, uh, the, the second, sapphire. The third, chalcedony. The fourth, emerald. The fifth, sardonyx. The sixth, uh, carnelian. The seventh, chrysolite. The eighth, beryl. The ninth, topaz. The tenth, Chrysoprase, uh, chrysoprase, chrysoprase, the eleventh, jacinth, and the twelfth, uh, the twelfth, amethyst. No diamonds, no rubies, no garnets, because they're and they're isotropic. Mm. Now, isn't that amazing? To me, that one thing alone would prove that the Bible was inspired by God, because nobody could have known this. They didn't know it until our generation. That, I don't know, <laughs> that just does something to me uh, to know that just gives me so much 
I mean, I, we have co- I have confidence that the word is true, but it's just like every time you see like another thing like this, it's just amazing. So if you didn't uh, catch exactly what's going on there, there's there's tons of beautiful stones out there, um, but and just in this recent generation, um, have they been able to uh, expound the light uh, through some precious gems and some, like you said, light up like the rainbow, and some just go dull like a lump of coal, and it just so happens that all twelve of the stones picked for um, the New Jerusalem. Uh, shine like the rainbow so uh, man just really really just amazing stuff and um, let's go really quickly uh, to two Esdras and, and you know speaking about uh, being like living stones the and as uh, as Isaiah speaks about which we're going to read here in a little bit um, I think it's 49 talks about being um, like ornaments as, as a bride on on New Jerusalem I want to talk about us being precious in the sight of Yahuwah for a moment, if you will, will allow me to. Uh, 2 Ezra uh, 7, 45 through 61. This is one of my favorite passages of all time. Because it tells you how Yahweh views you, and it's just something you just don't get a whole lot of. Um, like kind of his heart and his... Anyways, you'll see. I answered, and this is Ezra speaking back and forth again with the angel. I answered and said, O sovereign Lord, I said then, and I will say now, blessed are those who are alive and keep thy commandments. But what of those for whom I prayed? For who among the living is there that has not sinned? Or who among men that has not transgressed thy covenant? And now I see that the world to come will bring delight to few, but torments to many. For an evil heart has grown up in us, which has alienated us from Elohim, and has brought us unto corruption in the ways of death, and has shown us the paths of perdition, and removed us far from life, and not just a few, but almost all of us who have been created. He answered and said to me, Listen to me, Ezra. And I will instruct you and will admonish you yet again. For this reason, the Most High has made not one world but two. For whereas you have said that the righteous are not many but few, while the ungodly abound, hear the explanation for this. Now again, keep in mind the precious stones uh, concept we're just talking about. If you have just a few precious stones, will you add to them lead and clay? I said, Adonai, how, how could that be? And he said to me, not only that, but ask the earth and she will tell you. Defer to her and she will declare it to you. Say to her, you produce gold and silver and brass and also iron and lead and clay. But silver is more abundant than gold and brass than silver and iron than brass and lead than iron and clay than lead. Judge therefore which things are precious and desirable, those that are abundant or those that are rare. And I said, O sovereign Lord, what is plentiful is of less worth for what is more rare is more precious. He answered and said to me, Weigh within yourself what you have thought, for he who has what is hard to get rejoices more than he who has what is plentiful. So also will be the judgment which I have promised, for I will rejoice over the few who shall be saved, because it is they who have made my glory to prevail now. And through them my name has now been honored, and I will not grieve over the multitude of those who perish. For it is they who are now like a mist, and are similar to a flame and smoke, and they are set on fire and burnt hotly, and are extinguished. Brothers and sisters, for those that are alive and keep his commandments, they are as to Yahweh precious gemstones with 
great brilliance. And how many often do we see in the scriptures that those that uh, keep his commandments, that those are that are been found righteous will shine more than the stars. And so take that into consideration with the video we, we just saw is how certain precious stones will shine with great brilliance uh, in amazing ways. So just really, really interesting. And I find that very, very comforting uh, in a lot of ways. So praise be to uh, so let's go to another amazing book, uh, talking about uh, the New Jerusalem. And you know, it, we did a we did a reading slash study on the Book of Tobit maybe a couple months ago. Um, I mean, what an amazing book! I mean, it's a short read, maybe an hour, maybe forty five minutes. I can't remember, but it's pretty short. Um, and it is just an amazing book. And out of nowhere, at the end, it's like boom, 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 New Jerusalem, and you're like, whoa, okay, this is cool. Um, and so let's uh, let's take that in consideration as we read this. So, uh, Tobit 13. Then Tobit wrote a prayer of rejoicing and said, Blessed is Elohim who lives forever, and blessed is his kingdom, which is the whole theme of what we're talking about tonight. For he afflicts and he shows mercy. He leads down to Hades and brings up again, and there is no one who can escape his hand. Acknowledge him before the nations, O sons of Yashrael, for he has scattered us among them. Make his greatness known there and exalt him in the presence of all the living, because he is our Yahweh and our Elohim. He is our Father for Forever. He will afflict us for our iniquities. I think a lot of us have seen that. And again, he will show mercy and will gather us from all the nations among whom you have been scattered. If you turn to him with all your heart and with all your soul to do what is true before him, then he will turn to you and will not hide his face from you. But see what he will do with you. Give thanks to him with your full voice. How many times have we been talking about singing? Right, We're going to sing tonight, by the way. We're going to sing a couple songs tonight at the end. Praise Yahuwah of righteousness and exalt the king of the ages. I give him thanks in the land of my captivity, and I show his power and majesty to a nation of sinners. Turn back, you sinners, and do right before him. Who knows if he will accept you and have mercy on you? I exalt my Elohim. My soul exalts in the King of Heaven and will rejoice in His Majesty. Let all men speak and give Him thanks. And Yerushalayim, O Yerushalayim, the holy city, He will afflict you for the deeds of your sons, but again He will show mercy to the sons of the righteous. Give thanks worthily to Yahuwah and praise the King of the ages that His tent may be raised for you again with joy. And this is the this is what we were talking about earlier. Again, uh, David calls it the tent, the pavilion, the tabernacle. Um, this is what we're waiting for to come down with Yahusha, uh, re uh, him revealed with New Jerusalem as we read in 2 Ezra 13 a little while ago. May he cheer those within you who are captives and love those within you who are distressed to all nations forever. Many nations will come from afar to the name of Yahweh Elohim, bearing gifts in their hands, gifts for the King of Heaven. Generations of generations will give you joyful praise. Cursed are all who hate you. Blessed forever will be all who love you. Rejoice and be glad for the sons of the righteous, for they will be gathered together and will praise Yahuwah of the righteous. How blessed are those who love you. They will rejoice in your peace. Blessed are those who grieved over all your afflictions, for they will rejoice for you upon seeing all your glory. Right. So this is this reminds me a lot of this reminds me of uh, the Beatitudes, you know, Matthew 5 and talking about who's going to be blessed blessed are the meek blessed are those who mourn for they shall you know they shall be oh, i should know it <laughs> and you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm doing and they will be made glad forever let my soul praise 
Elohim, the great king, for Jerusalem will be built with sapphires and emeralds. That's what we just read in Revelation. Her walls with precious stones and her towers and battlements with pure gold. The streets of Jerusalem will be paved with beryl and ruby stones and Ophir. And her lanes will cry hallelujah and will give praise saying, Blessed is Elohim who has exalted you forever. So, uh, it's a Toba, The book of Tobit is a neat little book, and really, uh, it's just uh, an amazing blessing um, to read this book. And there's so much to be gleaned from it. And again, you get a neat little surprise here at the end with uh, with some stuff about New Jerusalem. Okay, um, let's see here. Where are we at? How are we out with time? Okay, let's read uh, a little more about New Jerusalem. Uh, Isaiah 54, 1 through 15, sing, O barren. This is again talking about New Jerusalem. Sing, O barren, that thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud that thou didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith Yahuwah. Enlarge the place of thy tent. Again, this is here. Again, it's the same verbiage. We've seen verbiage used for New Jerusalem as the tent, the pavilion, the tabernacle, um, uh, the sanctuary, um, so many different words. So enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy inhabitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. For thy maker is thine husband, Yahuwah Sevaot is his name, and thy redeemer, the Holy One of Yashrael, the Elohim of the whole earth, shall be called. And just to give you kind of a, some background context as to why she's called a widow, uh, I believe it's two Esdras, two... Yeah, here we go. Thus says Yahuwah, I brought this people out of bondage. I gave them commandments through my servants, the prophets, but they would not listen to them and made my counsels void. The mother who bore them says to them, Go, my children, because I am a widow and forsaken. I brought you up with gladness, but with mourning and sorrow I have lost you because you have sinned before Yahuwah Elohim and have done what is evil in my sight. But now what can I do for you? For I am a widow and forsaken. So um, this is uh, what it's talking about here. Um, for thy maker is thine husband, Yahweh Sevaot is his name, and thy redeemer, the Holy One of Yashrael, the whole the, the Elohim of the whole earth, shall be he be called. For Yahweh hath called thee as a woman forsaken. That's what we just saw here. Um, I am a widow and forsaken. Grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth, when thou wast refused, saith thy Elohim. For a small moment I have forsaken thee, but with great mercies I will gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will will I have mercy on thee, saith Yahweh thy Redeemer. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should go no more over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart, the hills shall be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith Yahuwah, that hath mercy on thee. O thou, that, o thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted, behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors, and lay thy foundations with sapphires. So, there it is again. I will make thy windows of agates, and thy gates of carbuncles, and all the borders of pleasant stones, and... 
We saw earlier that Peter said also that we are living stones built up a spiritual house. So in some way, shape, or form, truly, uh, New Jerusalem is the bride, period, point blank. But there's something about the people being like one with uh, with the building, and it's at the same time being uh, the bride as well. It's an interesting little um way it works out but uh that's just how i see it at this time and all thy children shall be taught of yahuwah and great shall be the peace of thy children and righteousness shalt thou be established thou shalt be far from oppression for thou shalt not fear and from terror for it shall not come near thee behold they shall surely gather together but not by me whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake and we saw that um in revelation 19 and 20 where the nations are gathered against her to destroy her we saw that actually earlier tonight in 2 ezra 13 when yahushua comes down with new jerusalem being revealed with it then the nations will put their differences aside gather together and go against new jerusalem uh but they shall fall uh, as as we know Isaiah 49, 10 through 18, they shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the sun, that's the heat nor sun smite them. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water shall he guide them. And I will make all my mountains away, and all my highways shall be exalted. Behold, these shall come from far, and lo, these from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Sinim. Here it is again. Sing, right? Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains, for Yahweh hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. But Zion said, Yahweh hath forsaken me. Right? Here it is again. And my Adonai hath forgotten me. Can a woman forget her suckling child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget. So he's saying it's possible, right? Even as, as, as doubtful as that is, they may forget, yet I will not forget you. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. And that's actually what we read earlier in Second Baruch chapter 4 when he's like, <clears throat> Baruch, this physical Jerusalem is not that city which will be revealed me with me. And he said, remember, uh, do you think this is the city of which I spoke of upon my hands that, that was graven? Um, you know, this is what he was, this is what he was quoting, referring to here. Thy children shall make haste, thy destroyers, and they that made thee waste shall go forth of thee. Lift up thine eyes round about, and behold, all these gather themselves together and come to thee. As I live, saith Yahuwah, thou shalt surely clothe thee with them all as with an ornament, and bind them on thee as a bride doeth. So again, truly, New Jerusalem is a bride, but it looks like we are some of the stones, uh, or, 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 or precious stones or ornaments that are like, uh, part of her, uh, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but uh, it sounds exciting, and I want to be a part. All I know is I want to be a part of it. That's all I know. Um, uh, as, as in the words of Alan Horvath, I don't know nothing. What I do know is I just want to be part of all this, and we know that we that uh, we can do so by faith in Messiah, Yahusha, believing in him and keeping the commandments of the Most High, and we know that all those um, can be described as something that either loves Yahweh with all of our heart, soul, and might, or can be categorized into loving our neighbor as ourself. And as we, um, if you want to know more about that, uh, the best way is to, quite frankly, read the word for yourself. If you need a little help as you go through it, uh, we've got the Torah portions here, uh, or there's many other, many other good channels that, uh, that go through the Torah with you to kind of uh, help show you what exactly uh, we are to do. Okay, um... Revelation 21, 22, And I saw no temple therein, for Yahweh Elohim Tsevaot and the Lamb are the temple of it, right? So we talk about, is Yahushua the Father? Uh, is he the Son? And we can see here that this, we have the Father and the Son, for Yahweh Elohim Tsevaot and the Lamb, which we know the Lamb is Messiah Yahushua, are the temple of it. 
And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of Yahuwah did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. We know the Lamb is the Word, the Word is the Torah, or the, all of, quite frankly, all of it, including the Torah. And we know Proverbs 6.23 says that uh, the, the Torah is light. So uh, I want to read a little bit of the Targums of Isaiah. So we're going to read uh, Isaiah 60 that kind of connects with this. Okay. Isaiah 60, Targums. Arise, shine, O Yerushalayim, for the time of thy redemption has come, and the glory of Yahuwah is revealed upon thee. <clears throat> for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the kingdoms. You know, this could be literally a physical darkness like we saw in the plagues of Egypt, or this could be talking about the, the difference between the light and the dark, the light being the uh, righteousness of the Torah, and the darkness being uh, the opposite of that, the works of, of filthiness, of, of uh, um, not keeping Torah. But in thee, remember we saw also in Revelation that the kingdom of the beast shall be filled with darkness. In thee the Shekinah of Yahweh shall dwell, and his glory shall be revealed upon thee. And the nation shall come to thy light, and the kings to thy brightness. Lift up thine eyes, O Jerusalem, round about, and see all the children of the people of the ca thy captivity. Now, keeping in mind this bright light, so let's talk about New Jerusalem coming down physically bright, right? Let's say the, the, light of the, the, the light of the sun is no more, the light of the moon is no more, the stars withdraw their shining, so you have literally pitch dark, um, Jerusalem comes, and you've got these stones, which we saw are anisotropic, ana um, and it shines like the rainbow, you know, that actually gives a little, actually, it reminds me of um, what we've been talking about also in, I just reminded me right now, Revelation 10. And I saw the mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head and his face, as it were, the sun. So I wonder, you know, we saw earlier that Yahushua comes down with New Jerusalem prepared and built. Well, is this where that rainbow is coming from? Actually, that thought just came to me now, so I don't I haven't had time to really expound on that, but just a thought. Lift up thine eyes, O Yerushalayim, round about, and see all the children of the people of thy captivity who are gathered together. Thy son shall come from far into the midst, and thy daughter shall be carried upon thy arms. When thou shalt see and be enlightened, and thou shalt be struck with awe, thine heart shall be enlarged on account of the terror of the sinners, for the riches of the West shall be transferred unto thee. The treasures of the nations shall be brought unto thee. A multitude of Arabians shall cover thee round about. The dromedaries of Midian and Holad and all them from Sheba shall come. They shall be laden with gold and frankincense, and those that are coming with them shall show forth the praises of Yahuwah. It's interesting. It's like the same gifts that were given to Yahusha at his birth. All the sheep of the Arabians, so will, will the same gifts be given to him as uh, second coming? All the sheep of the Arabians shall be gathered unto thee. The rams of the Baalth shall minister unto thee. They shall be offered up with the acceptance upon mine altar. And I will glorify the house of my glory. So you have here the children of, a of Abraham essentially are going to forsake their ways and come and serve the Most High. You know, uh, it's interesting. Uh, actually, I'm not going to go there. Who are these that are coming openly like swift clouds and tarry not? The captives of Yashrael who are gathered together to come to their land, lo, as doves which return to their dove houses. Surely the isles shall wait for my word, and those that embark in the ships of the sea, the hand that stretcheth out their sails, shall be first to bring thy sons from far, their silver and their gold with them, unto the name of Yahuwah thy Elohim, and to the Holy One of Yashrael, because he hath glorified thee. And the sons of the nations shall build up thy walls, and their kings 
king shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor I have had mercy on thee. Thy gates shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day or night, that men may bring unto thee the treasuries of the nations and their kings in chains. Now, this is interesting because this uh, Ezekiel uh, kind of says something opposite. Ezekiel 46, a lot of people like to quote it um, you know, in favor of uh, Lunar Sabbath. <clears throat> Uh, which I, I don't agree with, but I'm not, I'm not saying that to be contentious, but it says in Ezekiel that the, the gates will be shut except for on uh, the Sabbath day and new moon days. So a um, little, little something different here. That's something I'd like to explore in the future. Um, yeah, this is for another time. Just want to point that out. For the nation and kingdom that will not serve thee, O Yerushalayim, shall perish. Yea, those nations shall be utterly destroyed. The glory of Lebanon shall be brought unto thee, the fir tree, the elm, and the box together to beautify the place of the house of my sanctuary. And I will make the place of the dwelling of my Shekinah glorious. The sons of them that enslave thee shall come and bow down to thee. All that provoke thee to anger shall prostrate themselves unto the soles of thy feet to make supplication unto thee. And they shall call thee the city of Yahuwah, the Zion, in which the Holy One of Yashrael delights. Whereas thou hast been forsaken and an outcast, so that none went through thee, I will make thee an eternal glory, the house of joy for generation and generation. And thou shalt be satisfied with the riches of the nations, and in the spoil of their kings thou shalt delight thyself. And thou shalt know that I am Yahuwah, thy Savior, and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. For the brass... Which they spoil of thee, O Yerushalayim, I will bring gold. And for the iron, I will bring silver. And for the wood, brass. And for the stones, iron. I will also make thy pastors peace, and thy rulers righteousness. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, nor destruction, uh, in thy spoil, nor destruction within thy borders. But they shall proclaim salvation on thy walls. On thy gates there shall be those that praise. Thou shalt need no more the sun for a light by day, neither for brightness the moon by night. But Yahuwah shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy Elohim, thy glory. The kingdom that shall cease, the kingdom shall cease no more, and thy glory shall not be moved. For Yahuwah shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. Thy people shall be all righteous, forever shall they inherit the land, the plant of my delight, the work of my might, that my I might assuredly be glorified. He that is little amongst them shall become a thousand, and he that is weak shall become a strong nation. I, Yahuwah, will bring it to pass, and it's time. Whew. Really looking forward to that, brothers and sisters. I'm just going to be quite frank. Okay, we're going to read Revelation uh, 24 through 27, and we'll finish up here. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor unto it. And the gates of it shall not be shut by day at all, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles, neither whatsoever works abomination or makes a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's sephir of life. So remember, uh, people are going to be, um, you know, people that are inside, you know, are, are that's, there's going to be no sin, there's going to be none of that. Um, but outside, you know, there will be people that will be needing um, um, forgiveness and, and those kind of things. And, you know, that's it, it is actually kind of why we see uh, the Levitical priesthood comes back and, and those kind of things. So 
very very interesting so brothers and sisters i pray that uh that you may have gotten something out of this but most importantly i pray that the most high uh was uh thrilled in some way that a handful of people wanted to get together uh on a friday night on shabbat get together for a public reading of his scriptures and uh, with the only intention of growing and understanding his word better and wanting to draw closer to him as uh, the return of messiah husha gets closer and closer every day so Praise be to him for that. So we're going to do some songs now. Um, let me get this silly thing off. I'm telling you, it really kind of helps um, helps preserve your eyes. It really does. Um, anyways, so we're going to sing some songs. And But before we do that, I want to pray. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to pray. We're going to do the blessing. And we're going to sing some songs. Uh, I'm going to share with you a new song that, I've, uh, that the Most High um, inspired me to write. Uh, I wrote it during a time of affliction, so it's uh, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, a lot of you know when I was in Southern California, faced a lot of affli- affliction, and on my bed of affliction, uh, uh, the Most High uh, guided me to write two songs. The one of them was the Commandment song, which we'll play tonight, and the other one was the Creation song, uh, which I'll play for you. It's not done yet, but I, I wanted to share it with you. So, so let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, O Yahweh, we just come before you in Yahusha's name. And we just bless you and thank you for your word. Thank you for opening our eyes to the goodness of it here in these last days. Thank you for um, showing us to understand your true son, uh, your lawful son that kept your commandments and told us to do the same. Thank you for reconciling us back to you through him and his blood that he offered for us. Thank you for opening our eyes to the wondrous matters of your Torah in these last days. And we just ask you uh, to continue to help us along this narrow path and to strengthen our hearts and to root out any evil out of our hearts that we may bring forth fruit um, out of the abundance of our hearts, O Yahuwah. And we just bless you and we thank you for the Shabbat, this day of rest. And we just honor you. Blessed be you, O Yahuwah, in the name of Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen, amen, and Shabbat Shalom to you. So, let's do the ironic blessing. Yevarecha Yahuwah Ya'er Yahuwah Yesa Yahua Panavilecha Veyasem Lecha Shalom. Yahua bless you and keep you. Yahua make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Yahua lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom. So, uh, first song I'm going to play for you is the Ten Commandments song. Uh, and again, um, Really doing this to praise the Most High. Um, <laughs> some of you may not like it. I'm not really that good of a singer. I'm not trying to just be like, oh, I, I know I know the skills he's given me, and I know some of the skills that I have to work on. Um, but really, I wrote this uh, for the children because um, the power of song is amazing for them to, to help them learn the, uh, the commandments and to memorize them. So I'll see you here in a second after this song. Let's sing a little song about the two greatest commandments. Loving Yahuwah and loving people. Let's start with how we love Him. You shall not have any other Elohim before Him. You shall not have any graven images for you are His. You shall not 
Okay, we're going to do two more songs. Uh, the next song, we're going to do Alan Horvath, uh, Kingdom Come, because it really just fits with everything we've been talking about. Because uh, that thing you see right there, that's where, I mean, again, I don't know if it'll be a cube or whatever, but yeah, let his kingdom come. And then after that, we'll do the other song that I'm working on. And I'm actually going to cut out my song at the end. I'm just going to allow you guys... Um, uh, who are here live to watch it because it's not really finished um but my heart's just overjoyed singing for him and it's really for him <laughs> so uh you may not enjoy it you may enjoy it. it doesn't matter but it's for him but here before that let's do um ellen horvath kingdom come it's one of my one of my favorites of his I hear the forest crying in 
kingdom come I see the horrifying things we've done I want to go Way down by the end of the road All the way to Get met along the way And most of all I pray you Miss Allen very much.